Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. And this is the Success in the New Retirement podcast with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. My name is Mark Owens, and it's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors. All the information, you can find it at successinthenewretirement.com. And I want to ask you about cryptocurrency because it continues to be in the headlines. And now there's even like vending machines that are selling cryptocurrency. And it's easier than ever to buy it through various apps and whatnot. But if someone comes to you and they want a piece of crypto as an investment, What's your opinion? Is it still a way to go? I know it's kind of up and down, but if that's part of the retirement plan, how much crypto should one be holding? Well, crypto needs to be classified as one of those very risky investments. Mm -hmm. So again, if you wanted to take a little bit of money and throw it into some cryptocurrency, uh, money that you can afford to lose, money that you, you know, if, if it's gone overnight, no big deal, right? It doesn't change your world. If that's something you want to do, Again, there's plenty of people that have made money investing in Bitcoin and some of these others. There's just a, there is a, an exchange traded fund that's now available on the stock market that trades through crypto, right? So you can kind of get exposure to cryptocurrency by buying a stock holding. You don't even have to go and set up a special account to buy crypto. So it's becoming more mainstream but it is still super risky, super volatile. Again, you're not buying a company that is producing a good or a service that you can say, oh, okay, these guys produce this widget. And I think this widget is a really popular widget. People are gonna want it. They're gonna, every household's gonna want it in their house. You know, they're gonna make a lot of money. You're buying basically a arbitrary currency that people are saying, we're gonna assign this value to it and we're gonna make it some sort of monetary system to be able to buy goods and services, but it's only based on the intrinsic value that the people that are buying it offer it, right? So it, it's, it can be a very complicated thing to understand. And so I always tell people, look, invest only what you're willing to lose. And then number two is you really need to do a lot of reading because I've yet to have someone come into my office and really explain to me what cryptocurrency <laughs> is, how it works, what's going on with it, all that kind of stuff, because it is super complicated. But watch and, these 32 YouTube videos. It explains it. <laughs> right. And I mean, I'm in that same boat. I mean, you can go down the rabbit hole. I watched a couple documentaries on cryptocurrency and I walked out of there going, oh, I suddenly now know less about this topic than I did the, the two hours ago, right? And so it is a, it's an interesting thing. Blockchain and technology is very interesting, but how that correlates to currencies and, you know, something that potentially could replace the, the dollar or some other form of currency, that's where it gets super complicated, how it's governed, you know, who's in charge, you know, how the value set, you know, the, the fluctuation, it's just... It will send you down the rabbit hole for sure. Sure. It, it yeah. sounds like, Damon, it just sounds like crypto is, it's just risky. Just just do your research before it's something you definitely want to put, make part of your plan, right? Well, you know, I just see a lot of people asking about it because they've talked to somebody who's like saying they made a bunch of money on it, right? And whether or not they didn't cash in or if that's just a paper uh, you know, gain or not. Um, and, and it's kind of like it reminds me of, you know, anytime there's, rumbles about a recession then you got on the radio and everywhere else you got these people coming out of the woodwork saying gold buy gold right buy gold because you know everything's gonna go to hell in a handbasket right right and and so crypto and in some respects i see it being sold like that or marketed like that or people so hell doing in it. a handbasket like like that's one of those terms where did that even come from <laughs> like what does that even mean what is a handbasket how what does that have to do with hell it's like i don't i don't fit in a handbasket <laughs> like like we say these things and it's like you sometimes sit back and go 
What? What, what does that even mean? Helena, came up with that. 1974 Chevy Nova? Like, would that be more appropriate? <laughs> or a Pinto? I don't know. You know. A handbasket doesn't quite fit. I'm thinking more dainty like a picnic. Well, So, you know, it's, it's just about diversification, you know, understanding that you've got different assets. And if you want something that is going to, that could really pay off, that's a high risk, you know, maybe own a little bit of crypto. Yeah. Um, but if, if you don't want that and, you know, just like you wouldn't own a, a tech stock that might just hit a home run or might fail totally, the same type of concept. That's, that's where we're at with that right now, because it, it is very volatile. And for most retirees, they're not looking for the retirement plan that is up and down all the time and, and scares the heck out of them. If they want that, they can go to Six Flags and ride a, you know, ride a, a roller coaster. Right? right. What they're looking for is stability and predictability in their income, because what they want is to be able to go out and, and not worry about their financial income every month or every day based on what the market's doing. Yeah, it seems like everybody's got a buddy who's got a friend who knows everything about crypto. And if you just talk to them, they'll give you that. I don't know. There was a new poll that found that 71% of adults say that they're using life hacks now more than they did before the pandemic, especially in the kitchen. But a story in the Motley Fool points to three life hacks that can help you maximize your money in later years. So, Damon, Matt, I want to give you these hacks that the Motley Fool found, and I want you to tell me if you agree or disagree. Hack number one, claim all the Social Security benefits you're entitled to. Agree, disagree? Well, you know, that seems like common sense, right? Yeah, it doesn't seem like um, a I, I'm going to just leave these dollars on the table, <laughs> you know. I, nobody wants to do that, but here's the thing is that that nobody gets paid to help you understand how to maximize social security for you and your situation. And there are multiple ways to draw it. There are there are different times you can do it. Do you claim early? Do you claim later? What's the right thing? And so there's lots of questions. And so, you know, in our planning, uh, we certainly take the time to make sure that people understand as part of their overall plan, the best strategies to claim social security for them to get the maximum benefit out of it as possible, right? Um, as, as best as you can, right? If somebody, you know, waits to claim and then dies suddenly, well, then there's nothing you could do about that. And Matt and I don't have any magic bullets for Social Security. We can't, don't call and say, you know, I get, th you know, $1,300 a month. Can you turn it into 3000 We can't. Mm -hmm. But... If you take the time to be proactive and, and to start to create a plan and come in, we can say, okay, for this piece, for your Social Security, here's some options on how this is going to best fit into the rest of your story so that you can get the very most out of it as possible because you put into it. So why not get the most out of it as possible for your situation? Well, and that's the key is get the most out of it. But then also, how could you maybe possibly use Social Security in a different way so you can become more tax efficient? So yeah. again, one of the strategies we we recommend a lot is postpone social security benefits because it will be significantly higher the longer you wait but it also gives the advantage that if someone let's say they retired at 66 and we didn't have them claim their benefits until 70 that is four years where they have no income coming in that they can now take money from an ira account at a very low tax rate well, if they claim Social Security benefits, not only is the benefit smaller, but now they can take less out of their IRA. And so now in the future, they're going to pay higher taxes on that IRA money. Well, if we switch that, we say, let's take money from this account, take it out at low tax rates. Meanwhile, Social Security is higher. Well, now we're efficient tax wise, plus we get a higher benefit. Those two things put together, 
generates a powerful change in what your money is going to do for you and how long it will last. And so it's a combination of multiple things and how you maximize your Social Security benefit as you tie it into the rest of your financial plan. All right. Some more of these uh, life hacks that people are using from The Motley Fool. Fund an HSA on top of a retirement plan. Agree or disagree? So that's a great way to do it. So an HSA is awesome because what it does is it allows you to get a tax deduction for any money you put in and it comes out tax free if it's spent on medical benefits. So it's the only account that you get a deduction and it grows tax free and you don't have to pay taxes when you take it out. So again, we all know we're going to have medical expenses in retirement. You know, I don't know anybody that goes into retirement, doesn't have any medical expenses. So you know this is one of your, your budget line items. So if you can get a deduction while you're preparing for retirement and then take it out tax-free while you're retired, that is a huge win. And so one of the sneaky things that I will tell clients to do is if you can fund your HSA, and then not use it for your expenses while you are working, so you're using your, your regular income to pay any medical expenses, then your HSA just continues to build. You can actually invest it. You mm -hmm. can pick the S&P 500 or other things to invest it in. So not only are you adding to it each year, but it can grow based on what the market is. And if you're not taking money out, it can grow to a pretty substantial amount. And so now when you retire, you have one more account that can be used to fund retirement expenses. And this one specifically is for your medical expenses. But again, most people have plenty of those. It can pay your Medicare premiums. It can pay your co-pays. It can pay for, you know, expenses related to your medical care. And so for most people, they'll use that all through retirement. It ends up being an excellent source for providing retirement income that came with a bunch of tax advantages. All right, one more for you. Again, this is from The Motley Fool. Some of the three life hacks that can help maximize your money in later years. Final one, bank your raises. Explain that one to me. I don't quite get that. Well, instead of, you know, you're, you've been living on whatever budget, hopefully you've been living in. Let's say, you're, let's say you make 100000 yeah. right? And you get a raise and now you're making 110. What's the normal everyday person going to do? You start living on that much now. Right. Now we go, oh, 10 grand more. Let's go spend it. Right. Yeah. You know, and so and so what Damon's saying is, OK, what if we take that 10 grand and instead of let's increase our standard of living, maybe we increase it a little bit. But let's take five thousand of those dollars and let's add more into savings and spend an extra five. Well, again, you got a pay raise, you got some more money, but now you're throwing some more money into that retirement account. Right. So it's just kind of you know, keeping your spending in check that we don't automatically raise our standard of living and what we're spending every single time we get a raise, but we pay ourselves first off of that money. Mm -hmm. um, you can also, um, as you, as you get older, as you get over 50, you can now do what's called catch up, uh, contributions to your 401ks. And so now the, the amount you can put in goes up by quite a bit and, and maximizing those opportunities. So in those later years, you're really starting to throw as much money at retirement as you can. And that's normally your highest earning years. And it's also when you finally got kids out of the house and, and some of your expenses there maybe have gone down, you know, those are, that's an, also a good time to be looking at contributing and adding to that retirement fund so that, you know, you're better off when you get there. You know, and I have a couple clients that, that what they've chosen instead of putting that into retirement accounts or anything like that, they've just said, okay, I'm going to double down on my mortgage because my goal is I want to have my house paid off. And I have one that she's like, look, I really don't think I'm will, I will feel comfortable retiring without having my mortgage paid off. And we were looking at her stuff and she was on track to have the mortgage paid off by age 65. 
but she kind of looked at it and said, you know what, if I, if I switch a few things here and I tighten my budget a little bit, I think I could probably have my house paid off at 62. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, so, I mean, if you had that done, do you think you might be willing to, you know, potentially pull the trigger and, and retire a little bit sooner? And she's like, you know, I, I think it would then be on the table and I'd look and see how much I'm liking my job and how I'm feeling. And, um, but if I didn't have a mortgage payment, I'd feel pretty comfortable about potentially retiring. And so that's now her focus. She's not going to, you know, ratchet up how much more money she's putting in retirement, but she's paying down debt. And Damon and I say, look, it doesn't matter to us. Again, if you're paying down debt, that means you're going to need less money in retirement to cover your monthly expenses. Okay, great. So whether it's going towards debt or whether it's going towards a retirement account, it kind of does the same thing. So in her case, that's where she's focused on. And she loves the idea of, of watching that mortgage go down every single month. And it's highly motivating for her. So that's what she's going to do over the next five years. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions. Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.